1: You're tuned in to Grip It and Rip It, sponsored by LB's Meat Market. We're going to get started here in a second, but first, let's hear from LB's. Grip
0: It and Rip It with Brian Scott Rippey is brought to you by LB's Meat Market. LB's, the preeminent butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi, the place to go for any and all of your meat needs. Just right now, they've got the Lane Train Special, a six ounce bacon wrapped filet for $10. They got fresh seafood, grill packs, and a lot of different types of
1: sausages. Put simply, if your grill is in need of meat, the only place to go in Oxford, Mississippi is LB's Meat Market. Give them a call today at 662-259-2999. That's 662-259-2999. Stop by and see them at 2008 University Avenue. That's just across the street from Kroger. It's LB's Meat Market, your butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. After Friday, I'm Brian. So that Rippy, Craig, the meat sharp on the other line. You know the drill. At this point, this is another edition of Fresh Cuts. Interesting week. Last week, we'll kind of get into what we, uh, how we fared. Got another big NFL slate. Uh, excited about it as the football, at least college football season, kind of comes comes towards a close. I guess I don't really know what to call it because everything is so in flux. But uh, we'll get into the slate. We'll get into some different stuff that happened last week. What's up, dude?
0: Oh, man, just another weekend ready to uh, make some picks and uh, hopefully make some more money. And, uh, uh, you know, I think some rain's coming in today, but uh, it should be a little cold front coming in after. But we, it's still uh, good weather to get out there and grill some food for sure.
1: Absolutely, man. And as pertaining to last week, uh, I guess I have peaked. I, I had my best week by far, uh, probably ever since we've been doing this. And I would even rope in last year's. When we did it periodically on my Super Talk podcast, I went fourteen and six and was five and zero in locks. You were none too shabby yourself. You were eleven and nine and three and two in locks. So we kicked the board's ass last week. I am uh, worried for myself because you know what happens after a week like that. It (laughs) is—I don't think you ever have two in a row of those or At least I never have, so I am uh, I'm treading lightly this week because I'm worried about my picks. I haven't really taken a look at the board yet this week, so I can't even say whether I have confidence in it or not. But uh, I know how this goes,
0: yeah. Well, it is what it is, that's why we keep firing away. You know, you get, you get really good weekends like we have, and uh, you know, uh, 11 and 9 and 3 and 2. Uh, you, I think most people would, would take that, but uh, maybe we got uh. Maybe we're up to 25 or 30 listeners now after that impressive week by you.
1: They would be, uh, but if they listen to either one of us, they would be richer. Exactly. That's I I believe two weeks in a row, if I go back on my list, at least – that yeah. you and I have both been profitable overall. Our locks did not fare as well last week, if I remember correctly. But uh, out of like the 20, 30 games we're picking each weekend, which uh, obviously would not advise playing all of this, <laughs> we made some money the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, 14-6, uh, that is a pretty solid score on any weekend uh,
1: of betting schedule for sure. I uh, I was looking back at last week, just trying to kind of remember most of the, you know, when I go back and tally these up, sometimes I wait until, Thursday, right before we record just out of, I mean, to be honest, laziness, but it honestly is kind of fun to think back and what happened the week before I'm trying to think if anything stuck out, there wasn't at least off the top of my head, either in college or the NFL, any terrible beats on our side. We were, uh, we had a nifty little backdoor cover by Tennessee. Uh, I don't know if you saw that last week. They threw, I think a touchdown on a fade route and that was completely meaningless with less than a minute left, but, uh, and I know we were I both think, kind of uh, on the, the kitchen the, sink uh, game there.
0: Yeah, I had the um, Titans money line, and they literally get to the first and goal from like the four with like a minute to go, and literally fumble, uh, roll it back to Deshaun Watson, and uh, I think they
1: fumble on the four or five to lose the game. Oh yeah, no, you had Houston, that was Houston Indy, you're right, that was the yeah. other, yeah, Deshaun gets it all the way down there. I was actually watching a good piece of that game because for my Titans, that had pretty decent playoff and divisional implications. And to your point, the way that game was trending in the second half. Oh, it was
0: going to be perfect for just that late touchdown to, 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 you know. And, man, you know, golly, that was so – I literally I was like waiting for it to be like touchdown Houston, you know, 27-26, you know, to pop up on my phone. And just it kept on going, you know, minute by minute. I'm like, wait, what? What happened here? You know, because I wasn't watching; I was keeping up with my on my phone, and literally went back to the play-by-play,
1: and it was like Deshaun Watson fumble on the four, first and goal. Like,
0: oh, yeah. good,
1: good. Yeah, that game was definitely trending towards the Texans winning. It' pretty tough spot uh, in terms of the wild card in both the division, and then that happens. That was pretty crazy. Outside of that, I don't think there was. Uh, I don't think there was really much else. Funny uh, business I think I took San wise. Diego.
0: I think I took San Diego, and I think they put got blank forty-five to nothing. So I think that should count against two. Uh, that should count out and get two bets. That's bad.
1: Yeah, I went the other way, and we both locked our respective ways. And Belichick yeah. versus a rookie <laughs> quarterback was just. Woo man, Herbert yeah, looked confused, bad. but. Who does and he and I'm not? Hoping, do that I'm too. hoping
0: everybody had the, the Rams in the under last night because uh it
1: looks like that New England Patriot offense is uh
0: almost kind of uh uh
1: yeah, nothing. Yeah, absolutely. They uh so you had the Thursday night game last night and the, you know, you kind of had is Belichick going to do it to them again? That being the Rams, like you had in the Super Bowl, where he just kind of pulled both Goff and Sean McVay's pants down. Not the case. They just don't have the personnel this year. The Rams are really good running team. I think that translates to the playoffs. And that was a uh, that game was really almost not even as close as the twenty four to three score. The Rams dominated. The Pats valiant effort to get back to six and six, but they're toast in the playoffs. To be honest, with that roster, like everyone was talking five and eleven, so I guess they've kind of exceeded expectations a little bit yeah. but it's going to be weird not having the patriots in the mix of the playoffs this week Yeah, it's or be, this year
0: it'll be really weird when uh, brady goes back to the patriots next, week, next year <laughs>
1: oh man he's got his own problems in tampa uh, we'll get to that in a little bit they were one of the they were the last team in the nfl to have a bye um, so they're back in action this week. But we got a pretty interesting slate. Obviously, Ole Miss is off again. You know, I don't. I think Ole Miss will probably try to play LSU next weekend if LSU ends up kind of, quote-unquote, wanting to play type of thing. Ole Miss is returning football activities this Friday as we record this. Uh, but not, no A&M game going to happen. Uh, bummer, but just kind of is what it is. But we do have a uh, fairly full SEC slate to get to. But before we get to that, what's, uh, what's happening at the store? Uh, you know, we're taking
0: a bunch of Christmas orders for beef tenderloins and standing rib roast and uh, stuff like that. Uh, I actually had a customer come in and uh, wanted us to order her some uh, oysters. So I've got a lot of different oyster options that I can get all the way from like Murder Point, uh, which is in Alabama, all the way up to the uh, Prince Edward Island oyster. Savage blonde, So it's a little bit saltier oyster, but you know, we, uh, we, we, uh, we can, uh, you know, custom order and do stuff like that. So, but yeah, plenty of standing rib rows, plenty of beef tenderloins and, uh, just, you know, trying to get through, we just made some two new sausages. Uh, I don't, have you ever had hot Jardin there? It's on the, uh, Chicago style beef sandwich. It's like, kind of like a belt, uh, uh, jalapeno and banana pepper, like kind of like relish that goes on the sandwich. I have not
1: but that sounds delightful
0: yeah we made a chicken uh, chicken jalapeno and cheese um, with the jardinnaire in it and man it's fantastic like Neil um, um, Neil McCready came in and he uh, you know mentioned uh, that he heard about lbs on the on the podcast and so I always give somebody a freebie and uh, I gave him a link of that and he literally you know got like couldn't te- text me enough and quick enough to let me know how good that sausage was so uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a good one. And we also did a, uh, a lamb sausage with the Jardinere in it, so uh, it's a spicy lamb
1: sausage. But,
0: yeah, you know, we're just trying to come up with new, t- t- new ideas and everything. But the Jardinere is definitely a game changer for sure.
1: And did you have any negative consequences toward, if you listen, if you remember and listen to last week's pod, I intentionally and falsely dubbed you as a taxidermist and meat processor. Has anybody brought any, like, animal heads or skins in? No, I mean, you know,
0: I have had some people ask for deer processing and, you know, it just is what it is. If we, um you know, had some extra room and some extra cooler spaces, we would uh, we would offer, you know, more of a deer processing aspect. But, you know, uh, people came in, come into LBs for the for the LB stuff, not the deer processing. So uh, just try not to just try. I mean, we will do it, but, you know, it just has to be deboned. And that way we can freeze it and uh, handle it whenever we can get to it. So because we have to do it. Separate days from whenever we make our own sausage.
1: Check him out. University Avenue across from Kroger LB's. You know the drill by this point by listening to this podcast. But check him out. Go mention the podcast. And uh, go grab some smoked meats to grill as we kind of head into the holiday season. Let's check out the board this weekend. The LB's board is consisted of our SEC games and, then, of course, all of the NFL games this week. I think yeah, Ole Miss and A&M are the only two SEC teams idle this week. That was obviously not by design. So we've got a pretty full slate of games, and I will spin the wheel and pick at random. Let's start off with State Auburn. Mississippi State is only a six and a half point underdog at home against Auburn. I'm assuming State's COVID numbers are better than they've been the last couple of weeks, like after having a week off and you know playing with whatever they played with in the Egg Bowl. Uh, Auburn looked okay at times against A&M and then really just kind of unraveled in the second half. I don't really know what to do with this one. I still don't necessarily buy State's offense, though it appears to be getting better. I'll reluctantly go Auburn here, but picking Auburn as a six and a half point road favorite against anyone is is not something I would advise, but got to pick something.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. I mean, you know, uh, the deal with State, you know, uh, I think that was the most friendliest egg bowl ever. I mean, uh, at one point, it, it should have been like Ole Miss should have been up maybe 45, you know, 14. But um, you know, it just is what it is. But yes, uh, I, I, I mean, I still think State's in a working progress. Uh, they uh, and I hate to take Auburn with that many points on the road, like you were saying. But I just can't bet bet on State. You know, I just don't. You know, like you were saying, that offense is uh, kind of skeptical at sometimes, and when you need to run the ball and establish a You know, uh, time-possession-oriented game, uh, that's kind of falls into Auburn's favor. So, I just think Auburn's got a little bit too much firepower on both sides of the ball. So, I can easily see this being a 10-point game.
1: Auburn, you could make the case, could have very easily beaten A&M last week in that that it got to the – I can't remember if this happened in late third or early fourth quarter. I believe it was early fourth quarter. Kellen Mond, they were down near the goal line through a terrible pass that should have been an interception. Did you see this play? The Auburn linebacker not only brick-handed it, it's on a third down, and he drops it, but it gets tipped and then goes in for a touchdown, which really – A&M caught it for a touchdown, which really swung the game. If Auburn, the guy holds onto the ball there, and of course it doesn't become a touchdown, you can make the case Auburn probably would have salted that game away or at least had a better shot. So Auburn showed some fight last week. I don't know if that's more of an indictment on A&M or Auburn's still competitive. If Auburn had a normal quarterback, they would be pretty good. Bo Nix has been awful this year, has not really improved at all. So yeah, I don't really have much of a feel for this game, but I'll just go with the better team.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's uh, on, the, on this on um, this bets and everything. You just try to, you know, keep it simple, and you just feel like Auburn's got you know better players on both sides of the ball, and you know, all I have to do is give up a touchdown. You know, that that should be an easy win for us.
1: The next one we have is a hello to a huge line here. Arkansas closing out the season against Alabama, hosting them in Fayetteville, and Arkansas is getting thirty-two points. The kind of shine has worn off the Sam Pittman kind of early season narrative, I guess. They've had a fine year. No one projected Arkansas to win three SEC games, much less some people were making the argument they might not win one. It doesn't diminish what Pittman has done early on, but three and seven is kind of a far cry from where they were early on in the season. You know, thought they pulled that Missouri game last week kind of out of their, out of their butt going for two and kind of having the good fortune on the tip but then left too much time on the clock. Long story short, they are not going to win this game. Are they going to lose by less than 32? I'll say yes, because Alabama has a game with Florida the next week that really matters for playoff implications, and I just wonder if they get up 28 points you know late in the second half if they'll kind of pull some guys and rest them and go on cruise control. So that couple with the fact Arkansas is at home, I'll take the points here. I'll go Arkansas plus 32.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you on that angle with the, you know, the, the Florida game coming up and uh you know, I can easily see 45 to 10 and you know a late uh late touchdown, you know, for the cover. So that's just how good these uh handicappers are. I mean, you know, that's just uh, that proper situation right there. If Arkansas gets that late touchdown to cover and just keep them under 50 points, uh, uh, you know, Arkansas is going to cover. Uh, I think that's going to be the case, and I think it's a smart play just, you know, to take those uh, extra points that you can get.
1: So, both taking Arkansas and the points there, I kind of like that pick 32 is a lot of points for a game like that. And you can't, like, there's no real, you know, the interest level factor, like you factor into betting sometimes. Like, you can't, Alabama cannot be particularly interested in playing this game. They're just trying not to get hurt and to move on into next week. And, I mean, Arkansas, like, what, would you, do you like Arkansas or Kentucky better in terms of who's better football team?
0: True. And the situation as of right now, I think Arkansas might be in a letter a little bit better situation. I mean, uh I know Kentucky uh we were kinda high on I was high on them early and just thought that they were uh kind of hitting the right stride in the program and just it seemed like it went backwards instead of uh forward. But uh you know, Sam Pittman's done a good job with it and uh I just I just think that, you know, once you get a uh somebody that, you know, if you can get the kids to commit what you're trying to uh get accomplished, kinda like the Indiana situation. I mean, you know, if you uh get those kids to buy in you know, uh, you get a product that you don't have to worry about. So uh, I like the Arkansas situation a little bit better than the Kentucky situation, for sure.
1: So I guess that's kind of my point. Even if you decide the other side and you're listening out there and you like Kentucky better, it's probably not by much. And didn't when we picked Kentucky-Alabama a couple of weeks ago, wasn't Kentucky only like plus 29 at Tuscaloosa? No, I think it
0: might have been a little bit bigger, maybe. I might, maybe, maybe. I, no, I think you're right on that. It was kind of twenty nine ish.
1: Maybe, maybe it was somewhere around there. So it seems like getting Arkansas at home is pretty good value. So anyway, I kind of like that one. I'm not going to spend a lock on it because <laughs> against Alabama seems like kind of a uh, a foolish yeah. thing to do. So yeah, uh, we, we know, just
0: we, we know Papa next will listen to this uh, listening to the uh, podcast. So if we uh, we pulled a lock on him, he would probably take it personal.
1: Yeah, if he calls us rat poison, he's welcome on the show anytime. That would mean this podcast <laughs> has made it. The, uh, the next one we have going, oh, Georgia-Missouri. So Missouri, this game I think has been rescheduled at least once. So Missouri is plus 13 at home against Georgia. Georgia had the Vanderbilt game canceled last week or postponed last week, I guess. So they haven't played. I don't have it in front of me. I don't think Georgia's played in a while. I don't know if this is an interest-level game, but you talk about teams trending in the right direction. Missouri's got a little bit of momentum to them right now, and for as much as we've talked about Lane Kiffin and for as much as people have talked about Sam Pittman, Eli Drinkowitz has done a pretty good job over there. They're, uh, they're playing pretty good football, and they're recruiting pretty well, um, kind of to uh, go along with that. So this, man, if it were like 14-and-a-half, I would be more enticed to take missouri but i'll do it anyway why not i think this is kind of a who wants to be there type of game as well i think you see a bunch of those this yeah. type of this time of year so i'll go missouri here but i, I i'll leave the window of possibility open that i'm just taking a sucker bet here yeah
0: i mean you know uh, i i would think that uh maybe last year this number would probably have been more than than it would but just but uh, Missouri's actually like you were saying turned it in the right direction uh they've got a good coaching staff and you know finally got the right fit for uh the SEC play I don't think the who was that was it Gary Pinkle that was originally there
1: it was Pinkle and then Barry Odom got fired uh, last yeah, year okay. yeah you gotcha. got gotcha. you got
0: yeah I mean you know I just think it was a good hire and uh I I, I respect that and I, I like I think that you know, just Georgia's not interested there, uh, in in this and I could be completely wrong and you know, Georgia wins by, you know, forty
1: two to ten. But I, I like
0: I like Missouri here and I'm gonna agree with you. Let's take Missouri.
1: Missouri's five and three with their two of their three losses coming to Florida and Alabama. I can't really yeah, see I mean, that. That's... And then a baffling one. 35 to 12, they lost on the road to Tennessee in week two. I would argue if that game is played right now, Missouri might win by multiple scores, which oh, just kind sure. of underscores the weirdness that is this season. But you're five and three with two losses coming to the teams that are going to play in the SEC title game. I don't think uh, Missouri's going to win this game, but let's just say for the sake of the point, they kind of pull the upset here. They would go to Starkville on December 19th with a chance to finish the year seven and three. And I feel like no one's talking about it. So, yeah, I mean, even if they, if they yeah. lose six and four, Missouri, that's impressive.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and I, that I, that's coach of the year candidate right there. I, I mean, you know, next to Lane Kiffin and, you know, Lane's just done a, such a good job with, uh, you know, what he's inherited uh, at Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, uh, I think they just got a commitment today and uh, bumped up to 18 in the recruiting class. So, uh, I mean, you know, um, Ole Miss has got a, a lot of momentum just like Missouri. So, I think, uh, you know, both programs are going in the right direction, and it's just uh, good to see for sure.
1: The com- Probably the most unwatchable game of the weekend from an SEC standpoint is this next one. Vanderbilt plus fourteen and a half and 14-and-a-half against Missouri. And, like, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of this is, like, why are they playing this game? And I guess the reason is, I mean, for everything I've read this week, I think Tennessee is – well, they're going to beat Vanderbilt's brains out because Vanderbilt – is literally limping to the finish line. They don't have a coach. They don't really seem to be invested in playing the rest of the season. They have COVID issues. And I think Tennessee's going to use that to spin it as Jeremy Pruitt staying one more year. I think they're yeah. going to try to kind of bottle that up in the PR message, even though everything seems to be going very south for Jeremy Pruitt. He's had a very volatile. Um, up and down ride right at Tennessee so far. I, I This one's easy for me. I, I can't, no matter how bad Tennessee is, I I can't pick what's left of Vanderbilt. So I'll go Tennessee, but I would, if, if this is the get help game, absolutely the get help game this week. I don't know why in the world you would wage your serious cash on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. I mean, no matter how bad Tennessee in that situation is, uh, you just can't pull the trigger on uh, the uh, Vanderbilt team, which is the highlight of their season has been a uh, pooch kickoff and a 45 minute interview with a with a female uh, after the game so uh, that's how I, 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 not not you know saying that's not anything bad this occasion but that's that's how disastrous Vanderbilt is so I'm going to take Tennessee I, I just don't see it happening I see like maybe 42 to 10 or 14 just you know enough for uh, Jeremy Pruitt to keep his job another year and then they're going to be in the uh, you know the coaching search and problem uh, next year for sure. I would think.
1: Yeah, it's going. If Hugh Freeze does not take a job this year, that that he that Hugh Freeze to Tennessee hype train is going to be steaming uh, from the time they take the field next fall. I mean, that is if, and I think that happens. I think Freeze stays one more year at Liberty. I think, and boy, is that going to be hilarious to watch because it is going to be a Clay Travis led circus.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I think that, you know, if there's any, if he does get an SEC job, he would be smart to, you know, either, you know, tor- steer towards the East, you know, um, not not saying that, you know, the East is going to be an easier uh, title, you know, ch- to get, get, get to the championship game versus the West. But, you know, if you've got an opportunity to, you know, get on a Tennessee job and, you know, I, I would probably wait and hold out for it.
1: Last SEC game of the weekend is Florida LSU. Normally a long-anticipated matchup, but not the case at all this year. It, it, it continues. I know we, we sat in awe last week of the 29-point road favorite that Alabama was against the defending national champions. And just kind of, I mean, like Vegas like ha- sees everything through the lens of numbers, and sometimes it paints just an incredibly stark picture of how quickly something has unraveled. And that's exactly what it did with LSU last week. I was just in awe of that number, even though I didn't like it wasn't a disbelief thing. It was just kind of, wow, how did they really get here? Same type of thing this week, man. Florida's minus 23 and a half against LSU. And I know they've had opt-outs and they're shorthanded and they're on a backup quarterback. But they won a national title 10 or 11 months ago. Like, And, you know, throw in all the -the off-the-field stuff, it is it is astonishing how toxic that situation has gotten from the time Ed walked out of the Superdome last year with the National Championship. It is uh that is something else. It it, it I struggle to wrap my head around it.
0: Yeah, I mean whenever you um I mean they were bribing uh, laundering money through a children's cancer treatment hospital. That's as low as you can get, I think. And for them not to be exposed and for them to literally say that Oh, we'll just give ourselves a one year ban as a slap in the face, probably to the, to the NCAA and to, you know, fans around, uh, regardless of what teams you support, I just think hot disaster. And, uh, man, don't see coach O being there too much longer. I just, you know, the, uh, moon and the stars align for him. And, you know, I don't even see him, you know, taking another job after this, you know, uh, but (laughs) you know, it's a disaster down there. And, uh, they should be a, a little bit more hard, hard punished than uh, than what they're getting right now.
1: Yeah, you. I kind of buried the lead there. the The big news this week with them is absolutely hilarious. They're what three and five, three and six, something like that, and they. They self-imposed a bowl ban as bowls are getting canceled left and right, and no one actually knows if there's going to be a real bowl season. That was an uh, astonishingly brave move by the LSU yeah. administration. I couldn't help but crack up at that. It's just like it's it's ironic at the same time. I mean, I, I guess I get why they did it, but it's it's just funny because I would almost take that as like a uh, like a little backhanded slap to the face over the NCAA. Like, surely that's going to carry – absolutely no weight with whatever they find and decide to punish them with i would hope not i would hope they maybe add more punishment on for having having the <laughs> balls to just say yeah we'll tap out teacher we won't we won't go to the bowl game this pandemic year that we're three and five like congrats <laughs> <to you. laughs> yeah
0: i mean joe burrow didn't go to one class last year i mean literally he showed up into the you know the uh the film room and that's all he did the, for the whole year i mean of course uh uh, he's going. Uh, they're going to win a national championship when you have your quarterback not having to worry about, you know, other, um, you know, scholarship athletes have to worry about. So, you know, I'm, too, you know, touche for uh, LSU in their last year, but I think they uh, didn't handle it properly and you know, kind of burned a lot of bridges. But you know, I think uh, it's going to get. A, uh, it's going to take a a coach and a whole reset button to uh, get that program back on track.
1: That being said, without belaboring the point yeah. any further,
0: I'll go Florida. Like I, <laughs> I, just, do too. I
1: yeah, I'm this agreeing. does not seem hard at all. I
0: don't. Yeah, I, I, no, no breaks on on the Florida Gators this week. I mean, I know that they've got Alabama next week, but you know, why not? Um, why not? You know, play, be you know, be finely tuned to uh to face the tide next week.
1: Yeah, and if they beat Alabama, they're probably in the playoff. But you could make an argument they're in the style points business a little bit too because. I, I think Alabama will win. I think they're significantly better. It's two great offenses, but Alabama's much better defensively. But if you if Florida does pull off the upset, let's just say they win for a second, then you've got a weird situation with the SEC. You have three one loss teams: A and M, Alabama, and Florida, where A and M beat Florida, Florida beat Alabama, and Alabama beat A and M. Who do you think gets in? I I think I tend to lean. Uh, Alabama and then Florida, even despite Florida having the recent victory over them because we know how these things work. But what a, uh, and particularly if, if Clemson beats Notre Dame in that rematch, you've kind of gotten mad chaos on your hands. If you're the uh, college football selection committee. So yeah. I don't and know. That's something got, to look um, out for.
0: You've got Ohio state, get uh, the big 10 bending the rules so they can play uh, Northwestern in the big 10 championship. So they can be eligible for the playoff. So yeah, man, 2020 I didn't really needs to take mind time. that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it, it just is what it is. I mean, they got they got to put their best they got to put their best foot forward. You know, I don't think North, Northwestern. Even if they did beat um, Ohio State, I don't see them being in the playoff. I see a, you know um, them taking to uh, Florida and Alabama. You know, are e-
1: either or. You know, um, versus that. Yeah, that was kind of in the that was the hot in the streets debate this week on in college football circles and on the internet. And of course, you know, from the internet perspective, was a sort of nuance. But I understood both sides of it. One, I did not understand the anyone that was up in arms over them changing the rules because they've already said they weren't going to have a season, then said they weren't going to go back on their decision and then went back on their decision and then played a six game schedule when every doctor told them the pandemic was going to get worse later in the year with no bye weeks, but changing the, uh, the made up threshold that you have to play X amount of games to get to the title game is a bridge too far. Like everyone's just making stuff up as they go. I didn't mind that aspect of it at all. Um, And then as far as the playoff, I get both sides. Like, is Ohio State one of the four best teams in the country? I think. But can you really tell that from them playing Penn State, Indiana, who Nebraska, and whoever else they played? Like, they, who is their best win? Indiana? Yeah. Like, you don't know that. So I see both sides of the argument. But it's going to be funny to watch people yell about it. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's great to see people triggered. So that, I believe, yeah. So that was five games. Let's see, one. One, two, three, four, five. That wrapped up the SEC slate. Who, oh, Kentucky and South Carolina are also off this week, so I missed that. So anyway, only five games. So now we will transition, uh, as Mike Francesco family says, to the league where they uh, play for pay. And we did not use any locks in college, so we have all five locks afforded to us uh, in the NFL slate. And if you are new to the program, the locks are the game that we actually like in case anyone got the impression that we were actually picking and wagering on all of these games every weekend, I would have checked both of us in somewhere if that had been the case.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like whenever I uh, offered uh, free fillets for somebody to vote for LBs on a random uh, contest, you know. Uh, That was uh, (laughs) a total total joke, but I I guess everything on Twitter is uh, real and serious and truth and law, so uh, I should have known better not to do that.
1: But, uh, (laughs) yeah, that was funny. A buddy of mine that I went to school with—I—I I don't think he would mind me telling this story because I think he actually told it on radio for us last year. And i was still working at Super talk, uh, buddy. I went to school with the kid whose dad owns Cowboy Maloney's, mm. uh, the the uh, appliances store. Oh, and, oh, when yeah. the Saints, uh, and when they the own Saints, when the Saints Jackson were, Generals, yeah. So when the Saints, uh, when the Saints went went on a the AFC title or NFC title game, it was whatever one they lost to Rex Grossman and the Bears. Uh, they had a promo deal going that if the Saints won the Super Bowl, anyone that bought a TV during that time got it for free. And the Saints, I don't remember, I don't think we're supposed to be particularly good. And they started sweating it out. And that poor guy had to go to Vegas and basically try to bet on the Saints winning the Super Bowl as an insurance <laughs> policy to try to level things out. <laughs>
0: hey, Which... man, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But, uh You know, but no, I wasn't about to give away 600 free steaks to try to win a senseless uh, contest. (laughs) I just, you know, was trying to uh, just throw the kitchen sink out there because we were down 80 percent to 20 percent. But, man, uh, I do remember that promotion. I literally do remember that promotion uh, that, that Cowboy Maloney's did.
1: Oh, he tell the way he tells this story is fantastic because he's walking down the strip in Vegas with this gigantic bag of cash, basically just trying to find any casino that'll take his Saints futures bet. At that point, and it was <laughs> he was just having to sweat it out. So that's uh, you got to be careful with those with those promotions. But he, uh, that's a fantastic story. <laughs> yeah, literally, Richard said that uh, a uh, Tahoe full of frat kids
0: got out, and they were literally like. We're here for our free stakes. We voted for you. And Richard didn't know about the the tweet. And he's like, man, hold on one second. Let me call Greg right quick. And he's like, dude, what the hell did you do? And I was like, oh, my gosh, the free,
1: you know, the free, if you give us, anyway. So I guess. The people people put you in office and they came to collect.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's uh, if there was a a grand prize uh, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the at the end of the tunnel, I would probably go in a little bit further in it, but no, I just was trying to joke. But it is what it is. Twitter's law now.
1: Let's hit this uh, week. Is it week fourteen? I think it is yeah. week fourteen. Yeah. NFL slate. Man, this has flown by this season. Uh, these are the. This is where you get to the point where you got to start checking whether teams have playoff implications or if they're throwing in the towel. You kind of get some weird results as we start getting later in the year. We're going to start off with a doozy here. Detroit Lions plus seven and a half at home against the Green Bay Packers. The Lions pulled off an inexplicable victory in Chicago last week. The the Bears very much just kind of peed down their leg in that game. They were up pretty much 10 points the whole game. And then all of a sudden, like you just blinked and the Lions led by four with two minutes left. And it's like, how did this happen? Mitch fumbled uh, deep in his own territory. And I don't know how the Lions did, won that game. They didn't have Galladay. They did not have DeAndre Swift. It was definitely a Bears choke job. That said, I trust Aaron Rodgers against bad teams. They they tend to mow over teams in these games like this, so I don't mind the big number here. I'll go Packers minus seven and a half on the road.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I mean, that's uh, the Bears are uh, are you know a bad situation, and uh, you know obviously Foles wasn't the answer, and they're back with Mitch, and Mitch is out of contract, and you know uh, so who, who knows who's going to be the quarterback next year in Chicago? So. Uh, with that being said, you know, Green Bay's playing some good ball, and um, Aaron Rodgers is throwing it around uh, pretty good. And, uh, you know, I, I can't see why not uh, them covering a, a touchdown. So let's go with the Green Bay Packers for sure.
1: The Bears are going to – that's an interesting point you bring up. They're not going to draft another quarterback. Their position's going to be too bad. And I, I don't feel like, feel like they want to wait on and try to – or I say leave the possibility open that they're going to miss. I feel like they're going to be kind of in the Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston free agent market this year. And that's going to be kind of fascinating to watch, but I can probably bet that Mitch Trubisky nor Nick Foles will be taking snaps for them next fall. For
0: sure. And I don't know if the coach coach is going to be there either. So it might be a full on reset button, but, um, that's how I feel. Uh, I think a lot of bears fans feel the same way. You know, let's press the reset button while we can. And, uh, You know, part ways with Mitch and, uh, you know, say we, uh, you know, had a bad miss with Foles and just uh, move on with the next season.
1: I view this next game we're about to pick in a similar lens, except it's the opposite reasoning. And I know that doesn't make sense in this moment, but it's the exact same line. It is Jacksonville plus seven and a half hosting my Tennessee Titans The Jags aren't very good, but they were scrappy last week against the Vikings and covered a big spread, and they've done that a couple of times this year. I'll tell you what, team, I do not trust to put away bad teams, and it is my Tennessee Titans, so for that reason, I'll go Jacksonville here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you, you know, uh, it's hard to, uh, uh, you never doubt the the professional paid athletes, so with that being said, uh, Jacksonville's fighting for it, and, and they're showing a lot of character, and you Know that was a bad loss by Tennessee last weekend, and uh, uh maybe uh, biggest
1: win of Mayfield's career,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's a uh, uh, but with that being said, you know, uh, you're right, Tennessee, uh, you know, can't put away bad teams, and this looks like a kind of a, a, a bad loss here, but maybe they'll rebound. But I just like Jacksonville the way they're playing, you know, uh, uh I, I like, I like, uh, p- playing paying for some good, hard working, uh, for, uh, you know, the guys that want to go out there and work for you. And I think Jacksonville's going to do it for this week.
1: Yeah, I just think that's too big a number. And that game screams, like, you bet the Titans and then the Jags go up 10 to nothing. And you're like, well, this is shot, even if the Titans somehow find a way to win this game. Yeah, like
0: 2017. That's what I'm thinking, like 2017. You know, I I like the under.
1: Man, this early slate is kind of brutal. I mean, I'm going to watch anyway, but woof. The next one we have is... Cincinnati is plus three and a half at home against the Dallas Cowboys who just appear to be a train wreck. I don't know who's starting for Cincinnati. I don't particularly care. I don't know if it's going to be Brandon Allen or the Finley kid, whatever his name is. It, I don't know if it really matters. The Cowboys just look like a disjointed mess. You know, Andy Dalton's not terrible, but the rest of that team kind of stinks. I'll go, I can't, this, is, I, this is a stay away central. I'll go Cincinnati here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would have to say to, I agree with you, but I think I've agreed with you on literally every single uh, pick so far. So we're surely going down in flames this weekend for sure. But, I, I'll you know, I just I, – I can't – I mean, I know how bad Dallas is, but maybe they put it together against Cincinnati. But, yeah, this is just a big stay away and, you know, uh, watch it with one minute to go if there's a game that's, you know, still going on. So – uh, stay away, Central, but we try not to stay away from everything, uh, from anything on this thing. So uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys and see if they can't rally rally the troops. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, I, I like uh, uh, Dalton going back to Cincinnati, so maybe he uh, rekindles some magic from. Uh, I don't know how those Cincinnati teams were good with him at quarterback, though.
1: Yeah, they were they were like he when they put a, they put a lot of pieces around him when he first got drafted. And for all of Marvin Lewis's playoff struggles, he wasn't a terrible coach. He just wasn't particularly great. And I think you know they had a lot. Of, they were he inherited a veteran team, I guess is what I was trying to, trying to get at. And he's average. Like he, he's not awful. He's not great. But um, so that's a, I, I'm, I would not watch one second of that game unless Red Zone puts it on. Yeah, like, I'm I don't know
0: that we uh, even talked about it.
1: Yeah, no, no kidding. that That's the one – you know, there's one game on Red Zone every week where they show, like, two plays of, and then it pops up during the witching hour, and you're like, oh, yeah, this game's going on. That yeah, would I, probably I think, be this one. I think that's another uh, under.
0: I think that's another good under bet. I, I like the under in that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. The next game is definitely, I think, the marquee game of the early games. You've got Arizona – who's kind of screwed themselves out of a playoff spot with their recent, I think they, what, lost two, three in a row. They're in trouble. I don't, Kyler Murray, they're basically going to, you know, they were kind of the story of the beginning part of this season in the NFC. And their record is basically going to end up close to what it was last year, maybe by a game or two, but they're playing the Giants. And this game on the side I'm looking at has Gone offline, so I don't really know what to do. Is do you have this line? Do you have the ability to look it up? I'm trying to look it up now. Uh, Giants plus two and a half. This game is in New York, I should say. So, Giants plus two and a half at home against the Cardinals. I'll go with the New York football Giants. They're playing their defense is good, they've got a couple Pro Bowlers on that side. They're playing good football, and we were early on this. You could tell, even when the Giants like slipped to one and seven, like they had that tough loss to the Rams on the road. And you're like, this team is not terrible. They just do dumb stuff. And now they won four in a row, and it's them and the Washington football team um, neck and neck for the division title. Here's a line I'm about to throw at you that you're probably not going to believe, and I don't mean betting line. It's not completely inconceivable that the NFC East could have two playoff teams now. How about that? So how could that work out? Well... So you've obviously you've got the division winner and the division winner. And at this point, I think it's safe to say we're probably, it's probably going to be Washington or the New York football giants at that point. So you've got the division winner hosting a playoff game and it's probably going, they're probably going to host Tampa Bay. Well, if you look at the wild card standings now in what has become a pretty mediocre NFC, it is now I'll put it, I'll have it in front of me right here. The, Washington football team and the New York Giants are one game back in the loss column of the wild card. The last playoff team is currently the Minnesota Vikings at At six 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 and six, and they're five and seven. So what I mean, odds could we have Bears gotten a have month opp- ago?
0: I mean, even the Bears have an opportunity to get in the playoffs.
1: Oh, absolutely. And what odds could we have gotten a month ago when everyone's making fun of the NFC East that a 5-11 and 11 team is going to win the division? What odds could we have gotten that two teams from the NFC East would make the playoffs? Plus 2,000? Uh, yeah, I,
0: think, I I'm know fa- for sure FanDuel would definitely have a, had a bet on like that for sure. A prop it's- bet
1: it's probably not going to happen, but it's it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Like I just kind of outlined. I mean, they're all one game back. The Lions are still technically one game back. So, like it, the NFC Wild Card is going to be fun to watch play out because you get the extra spot this year, and it's really just a sea of mediocrity. Aside from the Tampa Bay Bucks, I would say they're the Bucks are goodish, and after that, it's just kind of mediocre. So that's something to watch out for. But what a wild! wild year for uh when you look at it through that lens. So long story short, I'm going Giants here. I am on the Giants train. Yeah, I like the Giants too. And uh,
0: you know, um you know, I, I'm not saying that Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, but, you know, uh ever since that Hail Mary I thought they would move forward and and you know and um, you know actually challenge for the division, but they've kinda actually done the opposite. So Um, You know, I I think the Giants are playing better ball, and I actually like the Giants, too. And I'm just going to go ahead and go with my first lock with the New York Giants. Oh,
1: you stole the spotlight from me. I'm going to join you on the lock. I was about to throw that in after you made your pick. I'm locking this with you, which is a scary, scary proposition. Yeah, this is scary. But scared
0: money doesn't win, you know. So uh, we're not scared to pull the trigger on it. But, yeah, I like Washington, so let's go with it as our first lock.
1: I think, uh, I think, uh, Kyler Murray's hurt because he, if you've watched them the last two and a half weeks in particular, he stopped running. And like when he doesn't run, that's a significant part of their offense. And he gets, I've been reading about this throughout the last week, and he's been getting a lot of questions about like various nagging injuries he has. And he keeps saying he's fine, but it's probably going to come out after the season that he was actually playing hurt because he's not really running at all. And when he's not running, like they're, they're really just kind of a one, one, uh, one trick pony in that sense so that's kind of something to monitor um when it comes to that but yeah i think the cardinals are in a free-for-all i like the giants here we're both locking it the next game we have in a very busy early slate is oh houston chicago this is a gross one chicago as you as we just mentioned still technically in the playoff race despite i think losing now six games in a row after starting five and one they're a disaster, which as bad as things for, had been for them, if they had won last week, they would technically, I think, with tiebreakers still be in the playoffs technically, which is just wild to think about. They're plus one and a half at home against Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, and I'm going to spend a second lock here. I think Houston rolls them. Uh, Deshaun Watson playing great football. It's a shame he's not going to be in the AFC playoffs this year. He's having a phenomenal season on a terrible team. We've already done our Deshaun Watson rant podcast episode, but uh, just another Deshaun Watson appreciation moment. And I'm locking them just at appreciation for Watson. Yeah, I mean, they should have
0: won last week, you know. Uh, they, they literally played the cat and mouse game perfect with Indianapolis and uh, had the ball, you know, with under a minute to go and – You know, um, when you put when you put your playmakers in the situation, you know, they perform and, you know, unfortunately, the center forgot to uh, snap the ball correctly on a first and goal. And, uh, you know, and they lose the game. So that's just how it goes. But uh, I like Deshaun Watson and Houston a lot this uh, this week. And, uh, you know, I hate to hate uh, hate to say it, but, yeah, I'm going to have to lock it with you, man. I, I, I like this a lot.
1: This might be the week the listeners need to fade us. Maybe we'll yeah. prove them wrong, but this uh this feels like a fade week from the listenership given the profitability we've had the last couple of weeks and the fact that we are agreeing on a lot of stuff. It is, uh, it is frightening stuff. The next game we have is... This one's kind of a gross one, but uh, Carolina, I guess, is... I mean, Carolina is definitely very much still in the playoff hunt as I just outlined how kind of bad and mediocre... The NFC is this game has also gone offline for whatever reason. I'm guessing it's a COVID thing, I don't really know, but I'm about to look. Th- Do you have this line?
0: Let's see.
1: Um, uh, wait, we, we're wait. on Broncos, Carolina. Uh, Broncos. Oh, I got it. I just pulled it up. Uh, Carolina opens as three and a half point favorites. Yeah, Ooh. I got it. Yeah, I'll well, go Denver uh, here.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, Denver actually played a really good game against Kansas City and just for some strange reason, everybody just thought that KC would roll them up. So, I mean, you know, uh, Denver's a little bit more competitive, but, um, you know, Carolina, they're just one win away from uh, that last wild card. So, uh, a lot going on in this game. I, I'll just split the coin with it. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go Carolina. Since, since, since you like Denver, I'll, I'll take Carolina. I'll just uh, – um, you know, it's just a coin flip
1: on this one for me. I,
0: I, I like Carolina though. I'll take Carolina.
1: Denver's got a really good, yeah, this game is just, this is another kind of a gross one from a watching standpoint, but Denver's got a good defense that plays hard every week. And they, other than like, I'm not really sold on drew Locke, but other than drew Locke, like the rest of their foundation as a franchise is pretty good. They have a lot of old and young defensive players that play very well. They've got Melvin Gordon. They've got Philip Lindsay. A decent, decent offensive line. They're a team if they upgrade with a veteran quarterback in the off season. Uh, but you know, the last time John Elway did that, he signed Joe Flacco. So like, he's kind of the one holding them back here from missed evaluations on the quarterback the last half decade or so. But the rest of what they have going on with their franchise is actually not that bad. Their foundation's pretty good. I'm just going Denver because these teams are about even in my mind. I'll take the three and a half. So we're uh, we're splitting there. You got Carolina. I have Denver and we will now go into the final. No, we've got two more games in the one o'clock or in the 12 o'clock slate. Green Bay Detroit is a three o'clock game that got thrown into the one o'clock game uh, or 12 o'clock game schedule on this site that I have. I don't really know why. So that's why there are so many early ones. The second to last 12 o'clock game we have is. Fox Vikings, it is in Tampa, and the Buccaneers are favored by six and a half. Where are you going on this? Man, that's, uh, I mean, if you're looking for a decent game, I would think this is going
0: to be a decent game. You know, uh, Dalvin cook, uh, they can run the ball. Minnesota n- doesn't shy away from not running the ball. So, and the Bucks' defense is, uh, you know, pretty stout. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty decent game. Uh, I just think that might be a little bit too many points. I think a field goal kind of, you know, um, uh, might, uh, might decide this. So, I'll take the points. I'll take Minnesota. We'll, I'll, I'll go with Minnesota.
1: I'm going to join you on this one as well. Minnesota has kind of played with fire the last couple of weeks. They pulled a game two weeks ago from Carolina just kind of out of their ass, really. Carolina led and controlled that entire game. And they kind of did the same thing last week. They kept flirting with disaster with Jacksonville. They took them to overtime. They had some kicking issues. It was kind of one of your, the, the uh, low-key, funnier moments of the NFL season, the uh, Dan Bailey, the kicker for the Vikings, kind of had some kicking troubles last week. He missed one that would have ended the game in regulation. And then the Vikings in overtime on their first drive, drive all the way down to the two yard line. And they keep trying to punch it in because they don't trust the kicker. And then they can't get it in. They get it all the way down to like the one foot line and then send the kicker who just missed the field goal in to kick basically what's closer – I mean, not basically, the closest field goal you could possibly have without getting it in the end zone. And then he just kicks it through and, like, no one came up to congratulate him. They're just like kind of, thanks, dude, you made us play for an extra hour.
0: Yeah, I had a, um, I had a buddy that had uh, Minnesota in a teaser, and that was his last uh, – t- uh, uh, he won every bet and had Minnesota minus five and a half. So he's like, punch it in, punch it in. And uh, of course, they get to fourth and goal and they uh, line up and kick an 18 yard field goal. He was uh,
1: pretty,
0: pretty disturbed, we'll say that much.
1: But I think when they're playing a good team, they can kind of control the game and run the ball with Dalvin Cook and basically just not let Kirk Cousins screw it up. And man, if they win this game, they're seven and six, Tampa's seven and six, and you have a whole mess of teams with six and seven losses in that NFC wildcard, which is going to set up to be just kind of bonkers to watch play out over the last three weeks of the season. So if you have a Minnesota win this week against Tampa outright, you are going to uh, – you're going to have some chaos down the stretch, which is going to be fun to watch. So yeah, we're both I, I on def- Minnesota there.
0: I definitely agree on, you know, uh, when we do the uh, NFC wildcard game, we're going to literally be like, how did they get in this game? You know?
1: <laughs> We're going to have someone like Atlanta that's still mathematically alive in week 16, and it's going to be like, wait a minute, how how did this happen? Siwoo <laughs> Kim
0: knocked uh, kicked him to the playoffs.
1: So, we are on Minnesota there, and then the last game is the, easily the marquee game, maybe of the weekend. I, I hate that this is not a primetime game, either late window or one of the Sunday or Monday night games. Miami Dolphins hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Miami is plus. Seven Miami's defense is really good, and Brian Flores, if you'll remember, was on that team that beat he was the defensive coordinator on the team that Brady and uh Belichick went into Arrowhead and beat Mahomes in his first year in that epic AFC championship game that eventually led to the Patriots winning the Super Bowl over the Rams. So he kind of, uh, if there's anyone that can neutralize Mahomes a little bit, this guy is the guy that knows how to do it. They're getting a full touchdown here. This feels like a trap, but I am a, I really enjoy the Miami story. I really enjoy Tua, so I'm just going to go with my heart over brain here, and I will take the Miami Dolphins plus seven. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I remember on the first podcast, I mean,
0: I think uh, we kind of uh, dabbled on a little sleeper pick on the plus 1,500 for the Dolphins to win the division, and, you know, they've got a shot. Um, you know, I'm not saying Buffalo should – Win, uh, win it outright, but, I mean, they've got to play Buffalo again, so, um, you know, the NFL's a sneaky league, man, and, you know, uh, it, this would be a game that, you know, would all just turn it for a, a loop, just because, you know, it's, Patrick Mahomes is going to Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, it's hard not to bet against him, because, you know, he's Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, he always pulls a rabbit out of his hat, but, you know, I, I've, I've been on the Dolphins, you know, from week one, so... I'm just going to stick with them and uh, hopefully uh, pull the trigger on this. So I like the Dolphins this week. So let's go with the Dolphins.
1: I was almost tempted to go with the lock, but locking against Patrick Mahomes is kind of the yeah. same thing as oh, locking yeah. well, against you Alabama. Know
0: listen, you know he listens to this podcast, so you know he's going to take it personal. You know and he's, it, probably exactly. gonna put it, he's probably exactly he's probably going to put it on his locker that says Brian Scott Rippy. Oh, you're going to pay this week, so you know I get it. You know, but hey, as, uh, thanks for listening, Patrick. But you know, we're not going to lock it, but uh, we like the Dolphins this week.
1: And send me some money, Patrick. But that yeah, would be my only so, other request.
0: Uh, I want sweet tickets to the Royals when we when the Tigers play. I'm a big Tigers fan, so uh, I'll take uh, I'll take some sweet uh, sweet boxes for the uh, the Tigers uh, series uh, on a weekend. That'd be nice.
1: There we have it. Have it here by Monday, Pat. So thanks, thanks, Pat. Both on on Miami on that side of it. That's going to be a fun game to watch because it's going to be a really interesting strategic matchup. Those teams play a really different style of football. Both very smart, both very well coached, and Miami has a really good defense. So I'm looking forward to watching that one on the couch on Sunday. As we move into the late games, this is a little kind of sexy one to start off the late games. You've got Las Vegas Raiders who I guess we haven't gotten to this point yet because I don't – The Jets do play this week. The NFL's done with buys. They play someone. Yeah, we'll get to them in a second. Uh, The story of the Sunday last week was Greg Williams calling a cover or a zero cover cover zero um, in basically what was a Hail Mary situation for the uh, Las, Las Vegas Raiders, who would have given the New York Jets their first victory of the season, if not for Greg Williams' stupidity. Williams, of course, is fired immediately after the game just a wild wild sequence to where the Raiders basically kept their playoff hopes alive for the at least the time being but they're not playing very good football they got blown out 43 to 6 by the Atlanta Falcons the week before and then basically I mean I'll say should have lost to the Jets last week they're not playing well what did you think of that game
0: well, I tell you what, I don't. I mean, I know Greg Williams has been a you know a head coach and a, and a defensive coordinator for a, you know a lot of teams, but I'm hoping with that play call, that defensive play call on it would might have been like third and ten with maybe tw- fifteen seconds. I'm hoping that's his retirement send off uh, because there's no way I would hire that guy. Uh, you know that that was just brutal and. It just goes to show you how bad the Jets situation is. Uh, So, with that being said, uh, yeah, man, it's – oh, man, that was brutal, man. Just uh, almost speechless, you know. Uh, It really is. I mean, you know, because you usually – whenever, you know, it's a Hail Mary situation, there's literally like, I don't know, three DBs that are at the 20-yard line, maybe two linebackers, you know. I mean, just – Uh, anyway, head scratching stuff, but, uh, yeah, that's, that was brutal.
1: Yeah, that was, I've never, I've watched that in live action and I was like, wait a minute, how did that happen? Like, where are all the other defenders? (laughs) It was just like, they were on the sidelines
0: and they just, (laughs) like, yeah. and, And he actually had time to step up in the pocket and everything. So I don't know what that, I don't know if there was just two people that were on the sideline that forgot to get in on the play but uh
1: yeah that was uh that was awkward yeah i that was just sums up the jet season all, all in all but it was hilarious nonetheless that being said it is the vegas really loves not vegas the football team i gotta be careful here because we're talking about the vegas raiders las vegas the uh the wise guys uh really love the colts and they're minus three on the road against the las vegas raiders i feel like this is a game and i haven't looked this up yet where the public money is going to go towards the colts because everyone has seen how the raiders have played the last two weeks they don't have josh jacobs which is concerning they're a really different team when he plays i believe he's out this week but i'm actually going to go vegas here because i think the Colts stepped over a snake last week in avoiding defeat at houston and this is going to feel like a rebound game where everyone's on the Colts' side, and yet the Raiders pull this out uh, straight up. So I'll actually go Vegas here, uh, kind of a against conventional wisdom type of pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to agree with you. This is just a straight-up trap game if I've ever seen one. You know, uh, Vegas playing extremely bad the last two weeks, almost should have lost to the, to the winless Jets. Uh, this is a straight-up trap, and uh, you would think that this number would be a little bit bigger, but... You know it's three points for a reason, and it might be a field goal that determines this. I feel like the Vegas is going to be kicking that field goal to win the game, and you know I actually think Vegas is going to uh, win this game. Honestly, it just it screams sucker bet, and uh, I'm all for a sucker. So uh, let me get let me step in the trap and see what see what happens. So I like Vegas. Let's go with Vegas this week.
1: Well, so Vegas needs this game. Indianapolis is currently occupying the last wild card spot at eight and four, because you have the Browns in the first one at nine and three, the AFC is much better than the NFC in terms of class of teams from top to bottom. And so you've got Miami at eight and four in the second playoff spot, because Buffalo is leading that division at nine and three. And then you've got Indy at eight and four because they lost the tiebreaker. I think it's divisional winning percentage against the Titans because they split their head to head. Long story short, Vegas is one game out of the playoff race. And if you lose this one, You're now at least two games back. I guess you could potentially be one if Miami loses. But you're two games back of the Colts, and you lost the tiebreaker. They have to have this game, and I think that might be an angle that's lost on some people. So I like both of our picks with the Raiders there. I can't believe I'm doing this without Josh Jacobs, but I'll actually lock the Raiders. If they have any playoff hopes, they really have to win this game. They don't have much other choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'll not going to lock it, but I have to agree with you. It's a good play and uh, and I, I like it too, but I can't pull the trigger on that lock. I, I, I think I've got either one or two more up my sleeve.
1: Did Greg Williams break the New York Jets? We will find out this week. Some would argue the Jets are already breaking. They've actually played like competitive football mostly for the last month. like they haven't been just a complete atrocity like they were early on in the year. Darnold's okay. He turns the ball over a lot. He's a guy that I think is going to get a second chance somewhere else because he's only 23 years old. I believe he's actually younger than Joe Burrow, despite being in the NFL for three years now. He's been been done no favors playing for this joke of an organization and Adam Gase's offense. I mean, hell, look, Adam Gase gets credit for what he did with Peyton Manning, but every other quarterback has gotten better since he left Adam Gase. Like, look at what Ryan Tannehill's doing after he left Miami. Guess who his coach was in Miami? Adam Gase. So that's my Sam Darnold rant. I think he's going to get a shot somewhere else and actually end up being pretty good. He's a young guy with a ton of talent. That being said, um, I don't think the Jets fans want to win games. So they would prefer to lose, right? Like Jet fan was upset about how last week happened, right? For sure. I
0: would think so, you know, because I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you want to lose every game and be uh, go down in history. I, I don't, I mean, it's the only thing I can think of, you know, of, of, of being upset with uh, we didn't uh, we didn't win last week. So,
1: well, you uh, want Trevor Lawrence is what they want.
0: I guess, man. I mean, uh, um, you know, you uh, know, you can you can toss a coin on Joe Burrow or uh, Trevor Lawrence, and you know, I think he'll come up with uh, with something good. But you got to have something there already, and you know, established. And, you know, uh, obviously. Cincinnati didn't have a good, good offensive line, and, you know, Joe Burrow can only take them so far. So uh, you got to have a little bit more pieces in the puzzle, you know, if you're going to get uh, somebody like Trevor Lawrence. He can only take you so far, I think.
1: Unfortunately, unfortunately they're coming off of a loss. I mean, they're com- They're facing a Seattle team coming off probably its worst loss of the season uh, at home against the New York Giants. Huge win for the Giants, as we kind of covered earlier. They're playing really good ball. They play really hard for Joe Judge. He, he and Flores are kind of the two Belichick disciples that have worked. Uh, they're smart. They're good defensive coaches. Uh, they're playing good ball. So I think you're going to get a pissed off Russell Wilson here. It's Seahawks minus 13 and a half. I don't really care what the number is here. I am not going with the Jets. I'm going Seattle.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go on the lock here. I know that I locked Seattle last week on a double digit um, favorite and, you know, actually end up losing the game. But uh, this is the you know, Jets, not the Giants, and uh, two totally different situations. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I can see DK going off uh, for two or three touchdowns and easily this being, you know, 35-14. Uh, you know, with that being said, uh, let's lock it up on the uh, Seattle this week.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. I really do because they once, uh, Seattle needs to get back on track. The whole matchup thing, like Russell Wilson is just going to toy with the Jets' defense. And the, Seattle's uh, defense is getting better every week ever since they added Carlos Dunlap and actually have a bit of a pass rush now. You know, the, I, you, you talk about it being a bad loss. The Giants, I think, are just actually a good football team that got off to a really, really bad start. So I like Seattle there as well. I think they'll roll with the Jets, and I think the Jets will go in 16, and good luck to Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The next one we have is the screw-up bowl. So you're going to have the Atlanta Falcons going out west to SoFi Stadium to face the Los Angeles Chargers. Which team can cough up a lead late? I am going to go with the Atlanta Falcons as minor one and a half on the road because Anthony Lynn has now taken over the special team's responsibilities for the Chargers this week, which I'm sure will fix everything is giving Anthony Lynn more things to do uh, instead of screw up clock management late in games. Love Herbert hope they get a new coach and some fans and everything kind of comes in place around him, but, uh, Falcons playing pretty decent football, despite being shorthanded. I'm going to go with the Falcons here cause I don't trust the chargers.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have to agree with you. I mean, you know, uh, how Anthony Lynn still has a job, you know, I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, but you know, I know it's 2020 and everybody's, you know, uh, uh, get catching a break here and there, but, uh, 45 to nothing at home. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of embarrassing. And then, uh, he announces that he's going to take over the, uh, special teams, uh, uh duties. Uh, that's, it's almost kind of like the LSU situation posing themselves a bowl band. So, uh, with that being said, I like Atlanta and they've already, um, uh, um, uh, Atlanta already beaten, um, an, an AFC West team in, uh, in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, I don't see why they, uh, can't roll here. So, I'm actually might, you know, shockingly lock up Atlanta here. I just think that the Los Angeles Chargers or, you know, I, I think they're just uh, in, a, in a bad situation, kind of like the Jets. And, uh, you know, might as well take advantage on it and um, financially and um, and lock it in. So uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go with Atlanta. They're playing better ball.
1: Okay. I don't hate that lock at all. Um, I just think the char- I don't trust the Chargers late in games. The – Atlanta for as much as we joke about how terrible they are and choke artists they have actually been pretty well coached ever since Quinn left and Raheem Morris has done a pretty nice job. So yeah, I'm going Atlanta there as well. The next, the last or second to last three o'clock slate game that we have is the Philadelphia Eagles are hosting your new Orleans saints and Doug Peterson finally made a quarterback change. I have never seen a quarterback fall so quickly from MVP candidate to what in the hell is he doing out there? Then Carson wins, and it's been well documented. You know, he's had the injuries, but even he, last year he was fine. He kind of carried a ragtag group to the playoffs, but this year he has been a bottom three quarterback in the league for every single week. He's he's suited up, and like I, you can see, you know, when there's no losing. There's no hiding it when you lose your fastball in some industries. And one of those industries is playing quarterback in the NFL. And this guy has completely lost his confidence and really just kind of forgotten how to play quarterback. It's kind of sad and baffling to watch all at the same time. He's paid handsomely to do it. That being said, it's now the Jalen Hurts show and the Eagles are plus seven at home. Where are you going on this?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's almost kind of like uh, in baseball, the catcher having problems throwing it back to the pitcher. You know, it's uh, it gets in your head and uh, you can't get it out. And uh, it's almost that's what's going on with Wentz. I mean, uh, it was that those first three quarters in, in Green Bay were a disaster. And they finally pulled the trigger on uh, Hertz and, you know, Hertz injected some life in the team. so. You know, I'm not going to sit here and you know say that uh, you know Philadelphia is a is a good play, but I think you're going to get a little bit more effort out of uh, out of uh, Philadelphia this week. It's just hard to pull the trigger on the uh, on the bet, but uh, man. Um, I, I like the saints. So, I mean, I just, I, I mean, you know, Drew with Drew Brees out for the last two years, I think the saints still not lost a game. Bridgewater went undefeated, uh, Taysen Hills undefeated. And, you know, you really don't skip a step when you have somebody like Alvin Kamara and, and Mike Thomas, um, you know, uh, on that side of the ball. So it really doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. I just, you know, I uh, think the saints are in a good situation just because of the defense, you know, most of the saints, uh, teams back in the day, you know, would have to um, outscore their opponent, you know, because the defense was, you know, uh, not so good, but uh, the front four of New Orleans is pretty strong and uh, I just like New Orleans here. I just, I think, it, uh, I think it's a two touchdown game, uh, regardless of how um, uh, much versatility that uh, uh, Jalen Hurts brings versus Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this is a smart side to play if you're actually going to play this game. I probably would not do it myself. I would throw this in a teaser and get the Saints down to a pick I think it's probably the way to attack this game. But uh, I agree. I think this is the smart side because you saw – Uh, Hurts in the second half against the Packers last week. And while he was actually like, he led them back and they had a chance to tie the game with a couple minutes left outside of the touchdown pass. He threw, he wasn't that much different than Wentz. He just made like fewer mistakes. So I think their offense will look a little more competent. They'll probably do some more design run stuff, but outside of that, I mean, he was a second rounder for a reason and Saban moved off of him for Tua for a reason. He's not going to be a long-term solution. And I don't think it makes that much of a difference. And for as much as people talk about various defenses around the NFL, that Saints defense is nasty, and I think they're going to bottle him up. I agree. I think New Orleans wins like 24-7.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think DeMario Davis uh, should be, you know, almost uh, MVP conversation. What a man, he's everywhere. Unbelievable. Proud of Brandon Mississippi. Yeah, and, you know, the the big uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State totally missed the bus on that guy. And, uh, you know, it's – but, yeah, he's a – He's an uh, all-around good person and uh, an unbelievable athlete on the field, and it's almost exciting to watch. uh, You know the Saints' defense almost more than the offense.
1: Agree. That's a game I would put in the teaser. Put in the teaser, like like Packers. If you can tease the Packers down to minus a half, and then the Saints down to a pick 'em, that seems like a pretty safe, uh, pretty safe way to earn some cash there. No, like those those are the two teaser games this week, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There for sure. And may I mean, you know, uh, maybe throw that Minnesota up a little bit. You know, uh, I, I just think that's going to be a close game. But, uh, but yeah, there are some good teaser options out there.
1: Yeah, if you can wait and see if that Minnesota game goes to a full seven and then tease it to the fourteen, that's a that's a pretty tasty option as well. But Saints are uh, Saints are good teaser play this week. But I think we both agree. I think this game is is a couple of scores at most. Kind of an interesting uh, final three o'clock game we have. The game that actually has really big playoff implications because as the ba- You know, the Niners have had kind of had the season from hell with injuries to Jimmy G and Kittle and def- uh, everyone they've lost on defense from Bosa to uh, DJ Jones. old Miss alum has been out for a while. They just they're 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 running on fumes, but they're still in the playoff hunt because, as I outlined earlier in the pod about the NFC, they're playing the Washington Football Team who is in the thick of a division race is Alex Smith becomes more and more of a remarkable story every week. So last week, what it was, or two was it last week or two weeks ago? They played the, the Steelers Wednesday game. No, that was last week. Yeah, that's what I thought. The long, it's been a long, long week in the NFL. Yeah. And
0: you know, and it gets weird whenever you put NFL games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So it really, really messes up uh, everybody's uh, time schedule.
1: Yeah, uh, no kidding. You're definitely right about that one. So that was the, uh, what was that? That was the, was that the Monday game last week, early Monday I, game?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. It was the four o'clock Monday game.
1: Yes, I believe so. It was
0: either the four o'clock Tuesday or Monday game. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, but, it was the uh, four
1: o'clock Monday game. And they come back to win after getting down. 14 to nothing man long week. It's been that was only four days ago. And I feel like I watched that game a week and a half ago. What a uh, long week. It's been (laughs) at least from my point of view. Anyway,
0: talking up to 2020.
1: Yeah, no kidding, man. So you've got San Francisco minus three here at home against the Washington football team. Alex Smith comeback player of the year. Good quarterback. Remarkable story. Washington good defense kind of have enough on offense. They will not have Antonio Gibson for this game. But, um, I'm going to take. I'm like the Washington football team. I'm going to stick on the hype train there. I'll take Alex Smith over Nick Mullins is kind of my deciding factor in this game. So yeah, I'll take Washington I, plus three with a lock.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I like this a lot too. And then, and, and another, uh, former quarterback going, um, going to a former team with Alex Smith going to the 49ers. So, uh, you know, I, I like, uh, Washington. I've been on Washington for the past, uh, I don't know, four or five weeks now. And, uh, you know, uh, Jerry McLaurin is my boy and he's going to, you know, get it done. So, um, and I'll, you know, I think Alex Smith is the comeback, you know, player of the week of the year. And if he doesn't get the reward, then, you know, I, I need to know the other guy's profile first, you know? Uh, so, um, yeah, man, uh, I like Washington a lot here.
1: All righty. So we've got two games left. you got two locks left to spin. If you want to, I've only got one Sunday night football is going to be a really good one. And this was a really good one last year. If you remember, this was kind of the Bills' coronation as they're going to be a playoff team. The Bills are back. They go on the road and beat Pittsburgh on a Sunday night game last year. Granted, Pittsburgh doing with a backup quarterback, but Josh Allen, that was kind of a marquee win in prime time for the Bills. They kind of solidified them as a playoff team last year. Um, I think they kind of capitalized on the same mojo this year. They're minus one and a half against the Steelers, the 11-1 Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football. Boy, Josh Allen had about as good of a performance as any quarterback has had this year on Monday Night Football this past week against the same San Francisco 49ers we just got done talking about. He's He's playing at a really high level. I think he's kind of gone beyond what most people thought he would be as a prospect. He doesn't always look great. He makes some dumb decisions, but his arm strength coupled with his ability to run makes him really, really hard to stop, and he's been fun to watch. I'm going to go Buffalo here. The Steelers, I kind of think, kind of got exposed as maybe a tiny bit fraudulent last week. I think they're still a playoff team and could compete with Kansas City. Um, But I think these are the only two teams in the AFC that could really compete with Kansas City and give them problems. I like Buffalo here big time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to agree with you. And, uh, you know, yeah, Pittsburgh, you know, kind of fell apart in the second half against – you know, a uh, Washington football team that, you know, nobody knows if they're good or not, but uh, you got to give some credit to where it is. And uh, I, I just, I think that Pittsburgh pulls the upset here. Uh, and uh, if there's somehow, some way that, that Miami can be case, Kansas city, uh, you know, that's a, 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 both of them at nine and four in top of the uh, AFC East. So I think that would make for an interesting uh, down the road stretch, but I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here. I, um, I don't think they're um, – I just think they just had a bad spell. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from Buffalo. Uh, they are a good team, and Josh Allen has been playing really, really good football and uh, hardened to bet against him. He's almost, uh, you know, almost in a Patrick Mahomes category, but not there yet. But I, I like Pittsburgh to bounce back this week.
1: Don't mind that bet at all. I think some people, like, I I go back and forth on whether people are underselling Pittsburgh. I don't think they were as good as their 11-0 record, which is kind of an oxymoron to say out loud. They're still really good. They just don't look coherent offensively all the time. But I don't, I like that side of it, because what are the odds they're going to lose back-to-back games? They really need this, like you said, or like you mentioned, to keep pace with Kansas City for the one seed. Because the one seed's super important this year. Only one team's getting a bye. And so that one seed is, uh, is, is absolutely huge for the playoffs this year as opposed to, obviously, in years past, the top two seeds get a bye. So this is going to be a great matchup. And so I, I, I see the other side of this bet um, absolutely as well. Looking forward to that one. That's going to be good stuff on Sunday night. The, yep, um, the last game we have, oh, Monday Night Football, Browns-Ravens. The Cleveland Browns are plus two and a half coming off the biggest win of Baker Mayfield's career. So the Browns had basically spent most of the year putting away bad teams, very soft schedule, get to the eight and three record. No one really still buying them as a playoff contender. And then they go on the road last week and absolutely smack my Tennessee Titans. Mayfield throws four touchdowns has one of the best games, maybe if not the best game of his career while earning the biggest win of his career. And Whether you like the Browns or not, when you go on the road and you win a game like that, like you have to take them seriously, at least like that was kind of the eye opening one for me last week. As much as it sucked to watch the Titans lose, it was kind of like, okay, may not love the Browns here, but you have to take them seriously when they win a game like that in December. They're plus two and a half against the Ravens who are hanging on to the wild card race um, by the skin of their teeth. Which one are you going here? This is another good one. Both teams really need this one. Yeah, I mean this is a real good matchup. I will
0: I will give you an angle here that uh, that would be interesting. Uh, when you get rid of OBG of uh, uh, what's his name, Odell Beckham or when uh, Odell Beckham got hurt, correct?
1: Yes, out for the okay. year of the ACL.
0: So um, you know, and then uh, I think Baker Mayfield got uh, relieved of play calling, or or some, or somebody got uh, the coach or something like that. There was like two things that happened in this uh, in this season that, you know, and I think, don't get me wrong, I think Odell Beckham is a great athlete, and he's a great wide receiver, and I'd, you know, like to have him on my team, but I just kind of feel like he's kind of a, a cancer sometimes, and, uh, and this team's really kind of turned it around, and, you know, this is their time uh, to, to win the division, and uh, last week was a, dec- was a solid statement. I mean, I know they played the soft schedule, but uh, this team's playing really well, and you know, uh, Baltimore is is. I, I just Lamar Jackson just can't throw the ball. I just if you, you know, put an extra linebacker in the box and, and you know, I just feel like make him throw the ball. Uh, you know, you win every time. I like how Cleveland's playing. I actually am going to lock Cleveland on this one. I think uh, Cleveland's uh, playing good ball, and I'm going to take the Browns here.
1: I'm the Browns have burned me so many times as frauds. I'm hes- hesitant to do the same thing, but I think I'm going to go with you. I mean. You know, you talk about we take us taking them seriously after a win last week. You win this one again against a divisional opponent that's kind of had your number for the last two decades, and then it's kind of like, okay, maybe they really, really are for real. Because if the Browns win this, they're probably going twelve and four. Which kind of take a step back for a second and think about the twelve and four Cleveland Browns. You know, the Ravens. Don't say that
0: in the same sentence.
1: No. And like the Ravens kind of need this game worse because the Browns are firmly entrenched in a playoff spot. Like they're, they're going to make the playoffs. Their schedule down the stretch is super easy. They're already nine and three, but I kind of like what they got going with Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Baker playing better. So I'll ride the Browns momentum. It's a big game for them, a standalone game. I kind of agree. Did you lock this?
0: Yeah, I, I locked it. And of course, uh, you know, we're both going to be disappointed uh, on this, on this pick, you know, whenever, lamar jackson runs free for you know three or four touchdowns but um, i just you know you just I, I like to bet on you know a team that's playing better and i just feel like you know the browns are playing a little bit better regardless of how bad the
1: ravens need
0: this need this game
1: agreed dude and that is uh that so we both got the browns there to wrap up week 14 in the nfl really fascinating games this week i'm looking forward to checking out this slate dude this was a uh, this was fun. I appreciate it. This has flown by. We are now through fourteen weeks of the NFL. Yeah,
0: I mean, we were at one point we were hoping that we would get two or three games, and you know, now we're gotten through fourteen weeks of it. So, you know, we're almost to uh, January first of two thousand twenty-one. I just think uh, we'll get. You know, we'll, once we get there, we'll press the reset button, and uh, you know, hopefully, move forward with everything. You know, but. You know, uh, holiday season's around, you know, uh, you know, time to go to Christmas parties and get drunk and,
1: and enjoy, enjoy, life, <laughs> watch you know, some football, watch some football. <laughs> so, all right, dude, I appreciate it. If you like what you heard this week, go check us out on uh, Apple, iTunes, whatever, wherever you get your podcast, rate and review. Yeah, We
0: got to get on that Christmas card list. Uh, exactly, where, where I'm sending Christmas cards
1: out soon. So check him out, LB's University Avenue across from Kroger. Go get all of your holiday meats there. You know the drill. Go check him out. Best place in Mississippi to get meat. Appreciate it, dude. I'll see you next week.
0: All right, man. Y'all have a good uh, weekend and a uh, good holiday season.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can
0: always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.